This is a Radio.com original. Did you go to the Noodle Museum? I did <laughs> not go to the Noodle Museum. There's a Noodle Museum? Yeah, a couple that of noodles has a museum. Just, yeah, Canada Corner, Canada Corner to the hotel that uh, we stayed at when we went. Mm-hmm. And it's, it gives you, you can make your own noodle cup and, and everything. What's the That's noodle so cup made of? It's styrofoam, but you can customize it. Ah, customized noodle cups. Yeah, See, yeah. This noodle kind of information you don't get on every <laughs> podcast, okay? You gotta love Japan, right? Uh, yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new edition of the Talking About Cars podcast because everybody has a car story. That's our motto, and we live it every day, including celebrities and car personalities, like people who are here with us. That's right. (laughs) In fact, there is more because we have another car personality that's going to be joining us hopefully very soon. I'm Randy Fragoon. Hot Rod Bob Beck is with us, ladies and gentlemen, from the Great American Auto Scene, or GAS, G-A-A-S, trademark, not infringed. And (laughs) we're also here... Uh, talking with some, some cool guys about a new car show that we've seen on Discovery pop up in the last few weeks. And it's something you really have to check out. It's called, well, let's put it this way. It is so cool. They have multiple names. Multiple <laughs> names, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Bob Bachman is joining us. He's the guy in the hat. You know him from Pimp My Ride. And speaking of Pimp My Ride, a veteran of Pimp My Ride right here, that at court, Mad Mike himself. Mike, nice there he is. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, Bo. Oh, yeah. Um, Our pleasure oh, to be here. Thanks for having us on. And pretty soon, we're you're hoping to have Dave Shooting. Yeah, we're, we're, we're hoping Dave's going to join us. You know, if you've watched the show, oh, wait at a minute. All, wait a minute. You, huh? you know, Mike's the technological guy. Wait a minute. Let's see if Dave can figure it out. Let's see if we can Let's figure see. this out. Do we have a picture? Okay. I'll believe it when I see it. No picture. That's a good news. Let's see. Is it going to work? iPhone. Do we have faith in Dave? I have faith in Dave in building things and figuring out technology. It's 50 50. Okay. Uh Although he's pretty good on Instagram. I'll give him that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm learning from him on Torch and an iPhone. Yeah. Torch and an iPhone don't work well. No. No. So, (laughs) Dave, are you there? His phone's here. There he is. Dave. Wow. Yes, right. happy. Oh, now you're, yeah, you got to nope. turn your microphone on too. Yeah, don't <laughs> unmute your phone. See where the microphone is? And just click it. Now touch the screen. And lost the picture. Okay. <laughs> Getting closer. There you go. Mm. This Back is big there. progress, though. You have to understand <laughs> that we've been trying to do this for an hour uh, before we, we came on the air. See, oh, connecting to audio. Started recording this oh, right here. Finally. He did there it. it is. Are you there, Dave? Hi. Hey! Hi, happy Dave. Thanks, Dave. All right. All right. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. So you're on this show, and I started watching it, and I'm going back, and I'm watching the show. Now, I don't know. I assume you can talk about this, but it it started by one name, but now you guys are called Car Kings, correct? Yes. Bo, what's so, yeah? What happened it's, to Simmons? Well, it started off as Driven, which was the name that we all loved and got behind. And it was a real active name and and something we were really excited about. And it came out on air. And the DVR numbers, they couldn't understand what happened. 
And when they looked into it, there's a golf show called Driven. And I guess when people were trying to find it, including my son, couldn't find it on the DVR. And they went, um, well, maybe, uh, 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 maybe we should look at something. And, and also, people weren't associating Driven with a car show necessarily. So they used that also as an excuse. But, um, you know, they announced it on a Friday for a Monday show. So it was a quick pivot. So, yeah, Driven was our first name, and Car Kings is now our official name, which it's a great name marketing-wise, and, and, it's, and it's fun. But uh, uh, we, we kind of like Driven. But, um, hey, as long as it's on the air and people get to see it, that's what's important, right? We could rename it next week. It doesn't really matter. It's a <laughs> oh, yeah. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have been taking some amazing cars and bringing them back to life. And that is one of the interesting things about your show is you're not building a car for a customer, so to speak. You're actually bringing back history. That is well, that's and, and that's the idea behind it. And yeah, we're building cars for customers, but these are really important cars that we want to be building. Um, uh, historic cars, a lot of times it's one of one. And, um, you know, like the Pantera that we built, uh, actually getting oh, yeah. Carol Shelby's real Pantera is one thing. And that's super cool. Wow. Carol Shelby's Pantera. Uh, but oh, to find yeah. the engine that Lee Iacocca gave him that he used, used to basically resto mod out this Pantera <laughs> and uh, use it then as a test bed for the Dodge Viper, that's where we really brought history back together and something I'm incredibly proud of because without that, it would have been, eh, yeah, it's cool that it's Carol Shelby's Pantera, but now it's not all Carol's Pantera, it's his and Iacocca's secret project working on the Dodge Viper, which that, that to me is where the fun history really is and, and why I'm really proud to be doing what we're doing. Now, I had never heard about that in the past that uh, that was a test bed. How did the Pantera Club feel about that? Did they know about this? <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard a lot from the uh, Pantera Club. You know, we had guys that were there that, like Gail Banks, uh, that was there to corroborate the story and you know tell what was you know really in Shelby's mind at the time. Now, you know, Shelby, he was always looking for a deal, right? So, you know, the, the, he he was looking to be the distributor for Pantera. That's what Didamaso was trying to get him to do. Uh, he was given these Panteras or probably bought them for, you know, super cheap, always looking for an excuse to race it or hot rod it out. And he was really, from what we understand, pushing for the turbo V8 setup, uh, which didn't end up happening. It went with the V10. But, you know, he's kind of always looking for, you know, an angle to hot rod something out. So for him to kind of take this and use it as a test bed for the Dodge Viper was probably part of an excuse to get an engine. But at the same time, they still did use some learnings from it on the Viper. Not, not a lot, not, not ultimately what Shelby would have wanted because he really wanted to use this engine. But at the same time, it still was something that, you know, legitimately Carol Shelby really worked on with Iacocca, uh, trying to come up with some ideas for a new Cobra. And that's, that's to me what's really fun about it. That is very cool. And of course, you found the Chrysler engine for that. I mean, how did you track that down? That took a long time, and obviously it was, a, a, it was well over a year that we've been working on that lead, uh, and it came through Shelby, and obviously, you know, we were the first Shelby dealer in California. Carol was a, a very close friend of ours, and a lot of uh, great uh, relationships at, at, at Shelby, so through that, we were able to track down uh, someone who they thought they knew where it was, and then we 
called the tow yard and figured it out and went down there and actually found a darn thing, which is crazy, but actually true. Dave, you had a kind of an interesting build when you uh, built that uh, car for the Grand National Roadster Show. I mean, mm -hmm. that, you really put your heart and soul into that. Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> uh, that's actually the thing that I really like to do the most is to just build full-on show cars to compete, you know, at the highest level and just be able to just throw everything I have into the imagination and the execution of everything. That's what's really rad. Well, your and skill my, level is amazing. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, your skill level is amazing. I watch been watching the show and seeing what you're doing and the, the attention to detail i just finished watching the show on the truck on the red box tow truck mm -hmm. and your review and your your focus on detail is what really gets me thank you so much uh it's it's as much of a curse as it is a blessing i think uh <laughs> but it's it's the you know it makes it right in the end and that's what we all want but that's what makes it fun, too, is it's the obsessiveness <laughs> with the details, to me, is where the beauty really comes. Because mm -hmm. it's easy to cut corners. It's easy to make it easy, right? But we try to make it as difficult as we can on ourselves. That's what I love uh, about Dave and Mike. We don't go the easy way. We look for the right way to do it. And when you're, when you're restoring something and you're, you've got history in mind, there's only one way to do it, and that's exactly right. And proof mm -hmm. that we have Agreed. close tabs on stuff like this. I noticed some notes here I wrote that said, Dave said you sleep three hours a night and take 40 <laughs> a day. Uh, during the bathtub build, that was accurate, unfortunately. <laughs> I threw my back out in the beginning of that uh, when we started filming that particular build. So uh, it was a little bit of a struggle to keep going, but we got through it. And let's see. Uh, also, Dave cusses a lot. You are a little, no way. <laughs> you are a little OCD, and it's a sickness and obsession. Your intensity about cars. Uh, I can't argue any of that. Yeah, all true. Um. <laughs> good. My notes are good. All right. Very good. And Mike, we we loved you on Pimp My Ride. We know you're such, and especially some of the vehicles you put together on that. Uh, the popcorn maker and the Thunderbird, if I'm not mistaken, I would remember those. So it's cool that oh, you have yeah. a chance to flex your electronic vehicle, uh, electronic gadget muscles on some of these builds. I'm loving it, man. And and like when we first started, it was crazy. Dave said, Mike, you're going to sit in the back seat and we're just going to be on cruise control. And I got this. And it's been true. Dave has got this from the start. I'm loving it. I am loving it. I'm telling you, this is the best ride that I've ever had in my life. Um, and with the team there at, at Gas, man, there's nothing that we can't do. That's true. You guys have put together a lot of cool cars. And, and it, though the interesting thing is they don't have to be Fords. I mean, you have a Galpin Ford dealership and all the other Galpin vehicles you have. But uh, what I found was interesting is, is you'll work on all sorts of vehicles. You had, uh, what was it, Brody Jenner's 68 uh, Charger. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. there's all sorts of vehicles you're going to see there. We don't discriminate. We love the automobile uh, and in, in, in all of its wonderful shapes and forms. 
Um, and we really appreciate all of car culture. And, and that's really what we're trying to say is, look, some people might be into exotic cars. Some people are into hot rods. Some people are into muscle cars. Some people are into, you know, like tuners and, and some are into low riders. But it's all part of car culture. And we're, you know, we're all car people in this. And it's yeah. to appreciate and shine light. And it might not be your thing, but you know what? When we show people, it's interesting to them too. And, and you know, we do a car show here at Galpin, and we call it six car shows in one because we have an exotic car show at right. a premier dealership, a Japanese car show. We got hot rods. Uh, then we do, you know, a Ford section and trucks. And, uh, you know, I remember we had the, you know, the low rider hop going. And it's like, well, wait, are they going to get along with the hot rod? Oh, yeah. Like, of course, because yeah. we're all car people. And when we brought everyone together, everyone has their own space, but they all got to blend and see each other's different car culture that they might not normally see. And that's what we're trying to do on this show as well. We're not just stuck into one car culture and into one thing. We're showing all different types of things. And that's what I, I really love is the appreciation of everything automotive. And, you know, not everything's been done. You know, not, not every car is great. Not every car is good. But there's something to appreciate in almost every car. And there's, it, it's not just the car itself. It's the people that are behind it and the stories that, that make the car. So, you know, we... Not every car that we do is 100% like a historic. We did a, a you know a Mustang Restomod and showed that side of the business. Next week we're actually doing a new truck. Now we're going to show a lot of historics in with that, and we're using history to tell a story through a new truck. But we're going to do a modern build as well. So we're we're really trying to hit a number of different genres, as you mentioned, like with George Barris, we're hitting the TV and movie car genre. We have Big Daddy Roth coming up with a really you know crazy custom. So. We're in, in the you know, show rods, uh, so we're really trying to show a variety of, of vehicles for people to enjoy. Well, you have like one of the best Big Daddy Roth collections I, yeah. uh, around. I mean, you have so many of his cool cars. Well, and that's, uh, you know, that's how Dave and I met was um, uh, he uh, had built a, a perfect replica of Mysterion and tried to sell it to me, which I said no. Um, but uh, uh, we... Uh, uh, got Orbitron, Dave's the first person I called to put it back together and that's how we started. So that's the, Orbitron was the first project we all worked together, including Mad Mike. And we all got mm -hmm. together yep. and, and rebuilt Orbitron and still the, probably the greatest build of my life. And um, you know, Big Daddy Roth was a hero of all of ours. And mm -hmm. on the show, um, we get to put Wishbone back together, which was the car he, he hated the most, ironically. <laughs> so, uh, we get to show his most hated vehicle. I think, I think Orbitron was his second most hated vehicle, by the way. But I love him. And I think if he were alive today, uh, he would reflect back and, and love those cars as well. I think it was a moment in time he got pissed at it and cut the wishbone in half and threw it in the trash. And we, <laughs> we tell that story in a couple weeks. <laughs> I'm going to have to look for that. That's going to be great. Uh, you're, you're putting together some great cars. The backup pickup truck. I love that. And it was, it was great to see uh, Hollywood George come and see that truck. And, uh, you know, before he, before he passed, uh, the history that's in your shop, I guess, is just amazing. The museum area. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got to say, I love the new stuff you do. But I've always loved the galvanized vehicles since you've been doing oh. Well, uh, thank you. Early Dan days on. Well, the vans were so cool. And, you know, I grew up uh, actually playing hide and seek in those vans. So, you know, that is a special <laughs> memory for me. Uh, there were some great places to hide. But, 
you know, I grew up like looking at the backup pickup and of course it got completely destroyed and, and George, uh, it, was, it was an honor to know him. And man, that guy, you think about going 120 miles an hour, going backwards in a pickup truck, doing a wheelie. That's what George Tours did. And uh, Dave, tell us about that build because, you know, <laughs> you actually did it back together just like the original backup pickup. And what was that like? It was really cool. It was, a, it was very challenging because, you know, you take something that's essentially a unibody and you have to build a chassis that's like a dragster and then cut the middle of the pickup out and then turn it around backwards and set it on this dragster frame. Uh, but in relation to most cars that do that, it's very, very tall. So, you know, I had to pay a lot of attention to the photos and do a lot of math and a lot of measuring to make sure it was accurate. And then, you know, figure out all the things that they couldn't show me in the photos, like the steering with the levers, once it's in the air, the, uh, the ballast weight on the back to help it flip up, skid plate, all those things. That whole thing was pretty amazing. I got to ask you guys, <laughs> go back a little bit. And, and Dave, tell me a little bit about your first car and how you realized cars were kind of cool growing up. Well, I think I sort of had a, a pretty unfair, or, uh, unfair advantage. My father ran a service station on Woodward in Detroit and drove a Hemi Charger. So um i i sort of started there uh when i was little the first car i remember uh being drove around in was a 66 427 biscayne which is a really good car today and it was promised to me and my brother totaled it so my first car was a 66 impala super sport uh with a big block and a four speed so i think i still did pretty good better trim better trim i think you did all right <laughs> definitely Mike, what about uh, your first car? I, I talked to you a, a long way back uh, on the show, and remind us all a little bit about your wow. first car and uh, when you realized my cars were coming. first car or yeah. my first mode of transportation. <laughs> my first car. Yeah, I'm go mode. Hmm. Well, my first mode of transportation was low road bikes. I mean, being born and raised over here in Compton. We built a lot of bicycles. I was the bicycle repair guy. So I built a lot of low rider bikes with a lot of loud stereos on them. And I think it was 1984 or 1985 is when the Honda Elite scooter came out. And that's uh, when I, I went to Jordan High School for a football game because I used to videotape the football games. And I won the grand prize, which was a Honda Elite 80. And I totally customized it out. I was the first person to put sounds on the Elite. I had a TV, uh, power antenna. Um, I put carpet. I did the diamond tuck on the seats. And then it just got worse from there. I <laughs> uh, started uh, doing other people's Elites. And we had Elite clubs riding around the, everywhere in LA. It was crazy. But my first vehicle that I customized would have to be my dad's uh, 69 Ford Econoline. I had uh, four 18-inch woofers in the back. I had I made a custom water bed in the back. Uh, that's when they had the Sony Walkman. So I had a, a Walkman with a DVD player. Uh, 
I'm not really a motor guy, but the thing was totally custom and it had hydraulics on it. Sort of like Cheech and Chong's van. It was a <laughs> Mad Mike Love machine. Dave's not here. <laughs> Mike's not here, man. So, Bo, last time we yeah. talked, last time we talked, Bo, we were at SEMA a couple of years ago. You were on the show with Henrik Fisker, and we talked about his minivan. And uh, I don't know if you remember that part. Yeah. What remind? What was the minivan thing? That's right. The minivan thing is we were talking about the cars he was making, and he had this real secret idea that he didn't want to get into. And so we he we kind of brought up a minivan as a joke. Oh yeah, that's right. But he never did a minivan, so don't worry. No. So no, he didn't. You are of course a Ford guy. Yeah. Your folks had the business. You're in the business. And what was your first car? Well, it was my grandmother's 1965 Mercedes 220 SE. Yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah, right? It, it makes no sense on anything. <laughs> my, my grandmother used to drive it from Arkansas with her little dog Fifi in it. And um, it was green on green on green. And my favorite color was green. So I always loved that car. So when she passed what? away- What, you had another color? <laughs> was, yeah, well, then it became pretty. Yeah, now I'm a purple fanatic, so everything else is purple. But um, I got that car, um, you know, I was 13 when she passed away. So when I was, you know, roughly 15, um, I got to restore it and then customize it. And I'd actually seen this, actually this article in Life Magazine, and it had this pink Cadillac with a leopard skin and, and silver interior. And I thought, hey, that's actually pretty cool. So I went to our um, reconditioning area and and they said, oh, Bo, we couldn't find what you were looking for. And I said, oh, you couldn't find the leopard? And they go, oh, you're looking for leopard? And they went back and they pulled out this roll that had been back there since the 1950s. And they're like, like this? And I'm like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> and that's what I did the interior. So I have this Mercedes with a leopard skin interior. It, it sounds obnoxious, but it, I think it's super cool. So that's what I cruised around in. And that was the first car I ever customized. And I still love it. And I'm lucky I still have it. Oh, wow. Yeah. How cool is that? Good, Bob. So, All right, so you put on the car show every year. I've been able to be a part of it a couple of times, and I love it because you can go to each of your dealerships and see a different aspect of the car hobby. Yes. Is that show with all the things going on? Is are you going to be able to do that show this year? That's a great question. I think it's too <laughs> soon to answer. I think uh, you know, a month ago we just said, "Oh, well, everything should be fine by October." And uh, uh, today, we don't know. Um, normally, we do that like uh, two weeks after Labor Day. I think it's going to have to be a wait and see at this time. Of course, we want to do it. If we can yeah. do it safely, we will absolutely do it. And, and we'd love to do it because it's, it's one of my favorite days of the year. And, and I also want to thank you. I'm part of the uh, Road Kings Car Club. You oh, support right us tremendously. And oh, we man. also do the Budweiser show. Yeah. Over there and you That's guys what I was going to say, the Budweiser show. That's yeah, a great show. Yeah, the best. <laughs> we love when you guys, you, you guys are very supportive. We do appreciate that. Well, thank you. You guys are the best. Very cool. So uh, I was curious, too, when you guys were working on the bathtub car, Dave, you were talking about how crazy it was to put something like that together. Is it Was that the most out there car you ever worked on? Um, it's for sure in the top three. I think the Pink Panther <laughs> car is pretty weird too. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I mean, hell, everything I work on is weird. So, it, but it's up there. It's it's pretty crazy. What was um, your impression of the Moon Eye show? Uh, I that's my favorite show. I that's the only show I think that I really look forward to every year. I think I've been six or I think six years in a row now or seven. Wow. Uh, I've been a guest many times. Uh, we've taken a lot of cars over there. It's it's a whole other experience on on so many different levels. I can't say enough good about the show, about Moon Eyes, everybody. You know, they're the most gracious hosts I've I've ever been involved with. It's really, really cool. Mike, what about your experiences in Japan with that? Oh, Japan was 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 it was beyond my, one of my wildest dreams because I've never been out of the country except for when I went to Desert Storm at overseas, right? So just being able to experience the Japanese life, lifestyle, and I, I walked all through the town, through the little malls and stuff. Those people over there got it together. I mean, there's no cigarette butts on the ground. Everyone's really, really nice and courteous. Um, and their stores, the way that they, they organize things in their stores and just talking to people is just fabulous. And their electronic stores, oh man, they are off the hook. There's some things over there that you would never ever see here in the United States. And, and I'm like, I gotta go back. I gotta just, just, you just gotta figure out how to get there comfortably on the airplane. Did you go First to class, the noodle museum? Did you go to the noodle museum? I did not go to the noodle museum. There's a noodle museum? Yeah, a couple of noodles has a museum. Just, yeah, catty corner, catty corner to the hotel that uh, we stayed at when we went. Mm -hmm. And it's, it gives, you can make your own noodle cup and, and everything. What's the That's noodle so cup made of? It's styrofoam, but you get to customize it. Ah, customized noodle cups. Yeah, See, yeah. It's this kind of information you don't get on every <laughs> podcast, okay? You gotta love Japan, right? Uh, yeah. How do we go from cars to noodles? I don't know. Wait a minute. Noodle cups? Japan, Forget the noodles. That's Japan right there, you know? Yeah. I love Japan. Well, I, oh, wait, I love and, Japan. And what, what? Oh, wait. Go ahead, Bo. Because I got no, one go, more crazy thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. When we were downtown Japan, right, there were hundreds of thousands of people walking around. And guess what you could hear? You could hear a car drive down the street. No one was talking. It was the weirdest thing ever. All these people are walking around, but they're all walking around quiet. That was weird. <laughs> You're talking about in Tokyo? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they all wearing masks or what? No, no, no one talks. Japan has a whole culture based solely on respect for other people and their property so the way they are in their day-to-day -day life is completely 180 from anything that we do here but you know why i love japan is because they're not afraid to just kind of go out there and do what they want to do and be uninhibited and the way that they so that is in, in the way they express themselves and the way they dress so you have like very conservative, right? Like, you know, typical here, but then you have, you know, when people go out there, they really go for it. And that's what I love. And, and the way they dress and the, the way they do their cars, you know, it's like, it's like it was 50 years ago when people just, they could do whatever their car and not feel judged by it. And they're not afraid to go wild. And, and 
you know, they, they've got, uh, when, they, when they bring their hot rod out, they dress in whatever period that is as well. And I, I love the way that they theme not only their car, but their outfit and everything together. And uh, I just love Japan for, for so many reasons. I love the food and everything too. But the people there are just so wonderful and fun. And they're not afraid to be fans too, you know what I mean? And like, it, it, everyone's got their cameras out just having a good time. And that's what I love about the place too. Wonderful people and just great cars and great times. Curious, we were, we were talking a little bit about the whole pandemic thing. And, and I'm wondering, everything kind of stopped when that hit. What were you guys working on during the pandemic that you kind of had to stop and back off on, I'm assuming you stopped and back off on it, or are you still working on them while this is all going on? Well, I mean, you know, I'm still working. <laughs> yeah, but you actually, uh, Dave had the first, uh, uh, I don't know, weeks off that you've had since I remember. Oddly, uh, the, the yeah. very last day that before uh, the mayor shut off the city, the three of us were driving uh, an F-150 truck called Fox Hunt uh, through the oh, hills yeah. of Castake in the rain and in the mud uh, for a, a shoot that lasted from five in the morning till eight at night. Wow. And we crammed in every shot that we could and thank God that we did because the following week, all production was shut down, everything was shut down. And we actually finished the show doing the voice in um, on, on the on the telephone. So uh, we luckily finished our last projects for the show literally at the last possible hour. It's not hard to believe. And then yeah, we got some other projects. But right now, just like most of us, everything's on hold. Now, at the dealership, we're still servicing cars and, and selling cars online. Um, but not not doing a, a heck of a lot of fun stuff right now yet. We no. will soon though. No, I understand. Absolutely. Okay, so we always ask people the top five or 10 cars that they want someday. But I think what we'll do is kind of move this <laughs> show realm. And so the question I have is, when it comes to the show, give me the top three to 10 stories of, that you really want to tell about cars that, uh, you know, assuming everything goes on and because of this bump from publicity that we're giving you, you're gonna go on for years. So oh yeah, what are some of the uh, car stories you'd love to get out there? Well, I don't wanna give away, you know, too much or what we, we might wanna do in the future. Now, I just feel really blessed, for example, you know, we really want to tell the stories of people that might have been forgotten or might not have gotten the credit that is due. Um, so like Ed Newton, um, a designer for Big Daddy Rock yeah. uh, and somebody that I have tremendous respect for. And if you saw his work, you'd say, I had no idea that one person did all of those cars. So highlighting him through doing the Barris uh, build, that was something really cool. Uh, showing Big Daddy Roth and his accomplishments in his life. You know, most people have forgotten Big Daddy Roth. We all love him and remember him, but most people have forgotten him. So to be able to tell his story and show his art and what he meant for the car world, to me, is another important story. Uh, we're going to uh, tell the story of Brubaker and his box and, you know, what, yeah. uh, what could have been. For next season, there's, um, actually, oddly, there's a Ferrari I really want to do, a one-off uh, custom-body Ferrari that I think 
just tells so many different stories. Again, it's about telling the people uh, behind uh, uh, the cars. Uh, but we've got for a, a Ferrari that I think would be really fun to uh, to build for people and, and to show uh, a one-off that very few people would know or appreciate. So those are the kinds of things. And again, we've got some heroes, probably know them all. Madman Monts we talked about. He used to be right next door here at, at Galpin. Um, I used to see Madman Monts driving in and his, his Monts. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, my dad driving me to school. I would love to do a Monts and really show the technological advancements of the day. And he was the pioneer of automotive stereos. So I think yes, between Matt, Mike and, and Dave, we could have a lot of fun doing a month. So those are kind of my weird ideas. Yeah, Ferrari months, did they make any sense? No, but that's what we love about the show is we can play with all kinds of different toys. One of the things I like too is we're talking about the old cars and the history you're doing, but they're also taking newer cars. And I got to see the wide body Mustang a few years ago that you guys did. And I thought that thing was great. The proportions are wonderful. Where do you get your design cues? Well, you know, uh, these uh, brilliant minds here in front of us, uh, I lean on a lot uh, because they're great designers. Uh, we've got people that we work with here. And then we, we just kind of brainstorm and come up with ideas. Uh, luckily, That's I the get, fun part. Yeah, yeah. And it's not a democracy, so if I really like something, we just do it, which is wonderful. <laughs> um, and then it's usually no. Uh, but, you know, we're lucky because we get to have fun. And, and um, you know, a lot of people say, why would you do that? And all I say is, why not? You know, it's about having fun. Um, cars are not only transportation, but they're an art form. And we should treat them as an art form. And we should have fun with them. They're fashion, they're art, they're so much. And um, an automobile is not just um, an inanimate object. It, it, it's something that we actually fall in love with. And you guys know because you're in love with cars. So um, that's what we try to expose is the love that we have for cars. And, and hopefully people catch on to that. Mike, what kind of car would you like to work on on a show like this? What, what would you like to do with some of the cars? And Dave, I'm going to ask you the same question. What, what's on your... Oh, man. <clears throat> well, what kind of car? That's an odd question. Thank I you. don't know. <laughs> um, the kind of car that I'd like to work on would have to be a totally hybrid uh, perpetual motion car. It would have <laughs> to have a little bit of everything. I've been trying to figure out perpetual motion since eighth grade. And I, I swear to God, I had a meeting with Neil Young talking about a perpetual motion Lincoln he was working on. No, no joke. I'm so telling I, you. See? I'm telling you. That will be that will be the key to success because if you have a perpetual motion hybrid car, that would be the most ultimate thing that I could ever want to work on in my entire life. All we've got yes. to do is break all the laws of thermodynamics, and we're there. <laughs> yeah, but what no, no uh, television, <laughs> no, no radiation. That's, that's the only thing is oh. no radiation. Oh, you got to have and, radiation. And, and, and no <laughs> hydrogen. No hydrogen and no radiation. Okay. And anything oh, in the dark? That, we can do it. All right. Yeah, I'm expecting no. an electrical uh, design answer from Dave. Dave, what would be the one vehicle you'd like to get your hands on? Uh, I mean, there's a million that I would love to get my hands on. But if, if I could get my hands on an original Cheetah, Mm. I feel like uh, I will have won, whatever that is. 
Okay, I know the I know the boss will hear about it. So uh, somehow, <laughs> hey, that's okay. Gina's <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. We 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 like I said, we don't discriminate. We love all car people. That's right. Absolutely. I'm a Ford guy. Dave's a GM guy. Uh, Mike, I saw drive a Chevy before. Uh, you know, <laughs> now Dave drives a Ford truck. God bless him. He's come around. You know, so it's okay. <laughs> Ford. <laughs> I hope you know somebody. I don't know, but that's. Well, guys, I appreciate the time. I appreciate you coming by and being on the show. Again, uh, tell us when it is on and where we can find the, the new Car Kings on Discovery. It's on Monday nights. Check your local listings. I mean that sincerely. We told everybody 9 o'clock, and then it was on at, you know, it, so it's Jan. on at 7 o'clock and 11 <laughs> o'clock at my house. And officially it's on at 10 o'clock, but I'm not sure where. And it's on Discovery Go. You can download it. You can even buy it on Amazon. So there's all kinds. You have no excuse not to find it somewhere somehow. And at 7 o'clock, we'll all be watching Celebrity Bowling. So it doesn't really yes. matter. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dave Shooten. Thank you, Mad Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Bo Bachman. Thank you, Bob Beck. Okay. And of course, don't forget, you can listen to the podcast on radio.com, knx1070.com iTunes, all those. Is iTunes still alive? I think it is. Uh, you, could, you could listen to it there. You could watch this. Uh, we're going to have it for you on our new uh, YouTube channel. So again, and watch the show. It's a lot of fun. For all these guys, I'm Randy Cardoon. And don't forget to join us next time when we're talking about cars. <laughs>